Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? What's poppin'? Welcome back to Thank You Next, the podcast that merges pop culture and turning your L's into wins. So I think it can be described as a feel-good listen. What do you think? Mm, I think if it doesn't have feel-good as a genre, uh, it should. A hundred percent. If you didn't know, my name is Raj. And I am Hardeep. And on this podcast, we turn our relationship L's into wins. We reflect on the various situations in our lives and figure out what those have taught us. We're trying to be positive pollies over here. So instead of focusing on the L's, we focus on the lesson it taught us. Like I said, I'm not going to talk any more about weird men approaching me on the road because last week when I did, two weirdos came up to me the next day. And you rang me afterwards and you were like, I'm not going to talk about this happening anymore, but you just talked about it on our podcast right now. It needs a quick mention because people need to know, but I'm not giving it any more attention. Okay, fine. So when we say that we talk about relationships, we mean every single kind of relationship that we all have in our lives, whether it's family, co-workers, bosses, the mean girls from high school, our current love interest or interests, if you're a player like Hardeep, the ex that keeps sliding in your DMs, the neighborhood cat, which is so cute that I want to steal it, but I haven't seen her lately, all of that. So if there's a relationship lesson that you want to share based on one of the relationships in your life or something that's gone down that's made you want to say thank you next, email us or send us a voice note to hithankyounextpodcast.gmail.com. Follow us on socials, get involved in our chats, our polls. Uh, we have a video, well, a lot of videos with Sharon Gafka from uh, Love Island. Oh, yeah. And you say Matthew's hot. We got that video. I tagged him in it cheekily, didn't I? Yeah, maybe I'm not his kind of brown girl, eh? Not quite Priya. Nah, you got a chance. Today's episode is actually all about the love, the love, the relationship lessons we've learned from watching this year's season of Love Island up until this point of watching it where we're at. It does end next week, doesn't it? Yes, which I'm excited for. I'm actually ready, yeah. I'm ready for it to end. Who do you think is going to win? I want Chloe to win. No, it's going to be Chloe and Toby. That, that's it. It's going to be Chloe and Toby. I think Millie and Liam might come second. They can't fool me. I think Kaz and Tyler will come third. Hey, who can't fool you? Millie and Liam. I think Millie and Liam will come second just because of um, Fiat 500 Twitter. I think they could potentially win and last, but I don't want to allow him the happiness of Millie. Liam will not last in that relationship. Imagine when he goes into his DMs, he'll think he's like... He's going to have like a couple of influencers, a couple of models in his DMs, whatever, whatever. It's not always about the looks, it's about the heart, you know? I don't even think it's going to be like that he tells Millie. I think Millie's going to find something out and that's how it's going to go down. Predictions for 2021, 2022. (laughs) I don't want that to be my prediction, but homie, that's my prediction. Yeah, so we will be sharing our lessons from Love Highland. But before we do that, we're going to talk about shit that went down this week. I had my follow-up laser appointment. I'm literally not sponsored by these people. I'm not even going to mention their name. But it made me laugh on the way out because you know the older you get as a woman, it's just you're constantly just getting your vag out and you know all the time. You yeah, know, nurses, doctors, yeah, laser wax, like da da da. Like they've all seen it. 
And then yeah. they ask you to spread your cheeks, you know, hey, you know, and I'm just like, this is so routine, you know, it's routine. Yeah. It becomes very normal. There's no element of uh, shame or embarrassment or whatever. But I was going to say to you, so obviously it is laser season at the moment. Everyone's talking about laser. And I was talking about it with one of my mates and we've been discussing mm-hmm. getting our badges redone for ages because it's going to be the second time that we get them done, right? And... She was like, yeah, you know what happened last time, though? Because she wanted the Hollywood, which I think is what you are having. And I always get a Brazilian vibe. Mm. So she had the Hollywood last time and she was convinced that she had a UTI or some sort of issue and blah, blah, blah. She kept going to the doctor, kept trying to get on medication, kept having the same problems. Then she ended up going to the hospital in A&E and the nurse looked at her vag and was like, what are you doing to your vagina right now what's going on with your flaps what are you doing and she was like oh i'm getting it lasered and the lady actually said to her don't get this area lasered specifically as in you know like near the flaps because it kills i don't know how but apparently it kills the moisture in that area so then you experience discomfort to the level of like as if you had like some sort of uti issue or something like that so i just thought uh, uh, you know i want to warn you that i know you're starting this treatment but maybe like be careful about that. Because she was like saying something about how it's supposed to be wet in that area. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, is my area wet? Maybe I'll have dry problems then, the opposite. If you do, then at least now you know what it is. I had a bit of laser before and I've noticed it's a bit more drier these days. Anyway, I get UTIs all the time and I haven't had one in a while. Touch fucking wood. No, I don't care. It's going. Um, I hope that I don't get any other issues though. But that isn't, the discomfort's not nice. I don't want problems. Has your friend still got those problems? No, she just, because she stopped getting treated there. So she's like, I'm not going to do it in the flaps bits. She's going to do it everywhere else. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I think it only lasted for as long as like the treatments were going on. And then afterwards, your body's pH kind of goes back to normal. So I don't know if Mm. even if you did it, if it would just last for like that six months that you're doing it for, and then your body's pH would go back to normal, potentially. I do think, like, hmm, I guess arm hair or something like that, or like leg hair, it's like... But it has no purpose, isn't it, really, that hair? Like, whereas the hair in your yeah, pubic areas hair, yeah. has some sort of a purpose. And we were kind of trying to figure out what the purpose was last week, but um, I'm sure there is a purpose. If you are a nurse and you're listening to this and you know why our pubes are on our vaginas, email us or DM us. It's highthankyoutnextpodcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs. I know one person who will know. thank you next pod. Okay, we can get them on. Yeah? Yeah, we can get them on. As long as they're not someone that I fucking hate. Who is it? <laughs> not Dr. Priya. Oh, piss off. The other thing that's happened this week is that I keep crying for no Why? fucking reason. Last night I watched the first episode of the second season of Modern Love mm. and it broke me. You know when you're like sobbing, you're crying, your nose is runny, you're trying to suck the bogeys in to like be like, no, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm not. What was the thing that got you? Everything, everything. It was about a woman. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the first episode of the second season of Modern Love. It's about a woman played by Minnie Driver who has this classic car, yeah? And she's driving the classic car around. And you can see she's in a situation. She's got an older daughter who's away at uni. And she's got a younger daughter. And there's a another guy that's living with her. And you realize later on down the line, that's her second husband. He's saying to her, sell the car. Like it's costing too much. The car constantly breaks down and all of this shit. And you can see when she's in the car, she's talking to herself or she's talking to someone when she's in the car. So you're like, what's going on with this lady? Like what's up with this lady? 
he wants her to sell the car. She decides to sell the car. And on the last day when she's literally going to give the car to the other guy, she goes on a drive. And she goes on this long drive. And finally, you see who she's talking to. And it's her first husband who died. And it was the car that he bought, like, during their courtship in their uni days. And it was the car that obviously he used to propose to her. Like very, it, the car was nearby when it happened and everything. They used to do epic tricks together. It was very sentimental to their daughter. It was very sentimental to them. She was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk to you anywhere else. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see you. Like, and things like that. And it was just really sad. And it's like, clearly it's a very special thing, like in her life, even though technically it might cost her a lot of upkeep money and all of that stuff. And then she goes home and she kind of tells her first, her second husband. And she's like, look, this is why I keep the car because I can see my ex in it. And she was like, are you upset that I love someone that much? And he was like, no. And it was, th then it got me even more because this guy was like, no, it's okay. Like that you, I know that you loved him. I know that you were in love with him when I came along. You were in love with him when he died. Like I'm fully aware of all of that. And he was like, I know you've got a big heart because the lady was a doctor now that we're talking about fucking doctors. He was like, I know you've got a big heart for your patients, for my parents. And I know a big part of it is still for him, but even if I get an inch of that, he was like, I'm happy with that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Aww. I was like, Jesus Christ. When am I going to meet a man that's going to be like, you know what, Raj, it's all right. I just want an inch of it. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to cry now. Fuck anyway, you know. so then it just then it just carried on, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it was horrible." I was watching it with my mom, and mom was like, "This is life. Life is like this." And I was sitting there like, <laughs> "It's, it's really see, I'm crying. crying. It was horrible. And it was only last night that I watched it, so it's really fresh." I'm like, "Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible." So I keep crying at fucking start, and then I watched the Kissing Booth three, a movie that is. It's, I don't think it's supposed to have this effect on adults. At the end of it, I was bawling. Just bawling. Is it meant to be sad? I don't think so, no. Technically, the ending is open to interpretation, which a lot of people are interpreting as a happy ending, and I was just fucking crying like a dick. And you know mm. what makes it even worse, Hardy? I'm not premenstrual. I've had my period. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Then I was on TikTok last night, and they were like, the Aquarius full moon is coming up, so get ready to get in your feelings, bitch. Da -da 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 -da. And I was like, oh, my God. So some sort of Aquarius full moon, the second one that we're having this month, it, it, apparently it's going to make you very emotional. But you said that you were crying too. Oh, yeah, nah. Well, I cried over the news. Let's, I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, this is why I got told not to watch the news recently. But mm. no matter what fluffball thing I decide to watch, there's a reason to cry for watching it. So I don't know what's going on with me, to be honest. Mate, just <laughs> accept it. Let it wash over you. Let it wash over you. What kind of song is that? Let the emotions. What's the song? Let the rain fall down and rain Let it wash away. Yeah. Let the rain fall down. If I cry again, I'm going to play that song and I'm just going to make TikToks of me crying to that song. <laughs> I'm like, can I watch the rest of Modern Love? Because fucking hell, I'm scared. I'm shook. Modern Love was the film. No, so Modern Love is, um, it's actually a podcast by the New York Times and they, oh. yeah, they turned it into a TV series. So every episode has different actors and tells a different story. So like last season, Dev Patel was in it. I've talked to you about that one. Like that was, Dev Patel's a bit hot in that. Oh my God. But yeah. Um, so yeah I was, no, he's, he's not. He's so hot. Dev Patel can come and sit on my laps. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say there. I don't know. What? You thought I was going to say sit on my dick? I don't have a dick. <laughs> I don't act like I got one. I thought you were going to say sit on my face. <laughs> sit on my face. Right. Ew. Sit on my face. No, no, no. I'll, I'll sit on his face. 
Anyway, so you joined Hinge, did you? I went for a walk with some friends and one of the girls was on Hinge. And you know when like you first discovered a friend with a dating app and it's just like so exciting like to like, scroll through. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the excitement. It's like Christmas, you know? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it because I just don't like them. Anyway, I got home and I had work to do that I didn't want to. You know when you're like mentally not prepared to do work, but you've got a bit of energy. Yeah. So it's like you could read, you could do like yoga, you could cook. I decided to join the dating app. So I put a lot of effort into making my profile and I could see quite soon that people on there just put like jokes answers or like really trying to be funny and witty like they try too hard or they don't answer the prompts properly there was just too many people like not t- like taking it as a joke and i'm not saying oh yeah you have to take it so seriously it's not like but have some respect when they don't like respond to the prompts properly it actually makes them look thick it suggests that they're not really there for the same reason me maybe which might be a good indicator for me to like not go anywhere near that person but when I used to be on it before I used I think I might have used to have been that person but this time around I'm like I don't want a friend I don't want to pretend to be someone I'm not I don't want to be having banner all the time I do want better more meaningful relationships so that's what my profile was about and then yeah dating apps are so addictive I don't know how you can have a dating app and not constantly be on it and checking it so I basically couldn't get to sleep because I was kept checking it. Then I woke up at 4am, checked it, and then I was like, that's it, delete. And I deleted it the next morning. I've got a dating app on my phone and I barely check it. This is what I don't understand. How can you walk around yet, shopping, brushing your teeth, living life, knowing that someone is there deciding whether they want to be with you, like, be, or, like date you or whatever? Because it's not that... How can you just walk it's around? It's not that deep. It's just not that deep. And the thing I was going to say is that, like, when I'm on Hinge, I find it really hard to... You know, when someone likes me, it's very rare that I will like them back and start a match because I'll look at their profile 50 fucking times. Like, how you're obsessed with, like, checking it. I get obsessed with, like, looking at it, putting it down, looking at their profile again, putting it away. Two days later, I'll look at their profile again and I'll be like, then I'll just find something wrong with that person just from that profile that I've looked at 50 times. Mm. And then I won't match with them. And that is my pattern on Hinge. I'll just be like, yeah, you spelt that wrong. Uh, Don't like what you're saying here. Oh, does this imply you're small-minded? Are you boring? Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so I guess maybe dating apps just aren't for me and you. I feel like I would just much prefer to find people in real life. Today there was Hottie with a hot dog. I told him he had a nice dog. And I mean, that would have been what that would have been excellent. A hot dog. Uh, cute dog. Did I say hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> cute dog. <laughs> I was like, what? You just complimented the hot dog he was eating. Yeah, like, dog's hot. Like your hot dog looks really good. The dog was actually hot. Like it was. Yeah. I mean, it would be lovely to meet someone in real life, but I'd, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but I was going to say to you, so, you know, for obviously dating app chat is very like early talking stages. Like you ask really stupid questions. And this week in Love Island, something really stupid happened where Priya decided that Brett was not the one for her because he likes Brie. Actually, because he doesn't like cheese. She, yeah. She wanted someone who... Uh... Who would eat a cheese board with her. That was very important. I want someone who's like out the ordinary, you know, like... I want someone who wants a whole cheese board. I want someone who wants like fungus cheese. Very, very weird situation. What would your dating app question be? Like your talking stage starter? You know, people are like, what's your favorite color? (laughs) 
I'd say which colour best describes you. Okay. <laughs> or which colour best represents your mood right now. Right now. Because then you know what mood they're in. If they say like, if they say like red, maybe they're like, I just want passion. If they're feeling a bit blue, maybe you know to leave them alone. Thing is, a lot of the time it's like, are people just saying things to say things? I want to get to the core of the human but do you have to do the work? Yeah, how do you do that? What is the best question to ask in a talking stage, early talking stage? You're asking me, yeah, a guy had on his, I know the best roasts in London. And then I said, where are the best roasts? And then he named a place and then I deleted the app. So I, you're talking to the wrong person. So, you know, like on mine, it says, I will beat you in a rap battle. Yeah, people, men are like so crazy. They're always like in my chats being like, um, Come on then, round one right now. Da, 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 da. And it's like, it's not, I didn't, I didn't say I'll beat you right now. I didn't say let's challenge me to a rap battle. Like, I just want you to know that that's what I'm about and that I like rap. Yeah, ask, yeah, ask him for a rap I'm battle. I'm not asking for suggesting. a rap battle. No, just because I've said I will beat you, I'll probably beat you in a, my, it says I'll probably beat you in a rap battle. You're asking for a challenge. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to say this is a part of my personality that you need to know about. Like if you want a shy retiring then, girl, then you'd say then then you say I like rap battles. No, because then they'll still say the same thing. This is what I mean. Men just want to be like, yeah, you can't beat me. Can't beat me though. Mm. And then they'll rap like Teddy. Shut up, bro. Teddy B. Teddy, whatever. What the fuck was that? Was it supposed to be spoken word? I'm so confused. <laughs> I think it was spoken word. <laughs> it was quite beautiful. That was the word. Did it bring a tear to no, you? No, it was the word. I didn't cry at anyone's uh, things, despite the fact that I am crying at everything. Love Island has not made. You didn't cry at Millie's performance. Love, me, I. You know, everyone was like, "Oh my god, we love this song." I was like, "What song is she playing?" Then they were like, "Ed Sheeran." And I was like, "What was it?" It was apparently Ed Sheeran. Perfect mm. or something. I don't know. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Because this is like, I've seen kids play better piano than that, and it, rude. It's just weird because like. Love Island talent shows previously have been really fun and people have actually showcased actual hidden talents. So I'm just like... Mary could tap dance. I didn't see Mary's tap dancing. That's interesting. What was I doing? Maybe I was on Twitter. Maybe I was just looking at Twitter. I, I didn't understand what Faye was doing when she was doing her roast. I didn't actually understand what was going on. You know what as well? I think no one's mentioned this, but everything on there is choreographed and I wish... so. Why has no one brought it up? Because you know the sexy dances, they're choreographed. You can tell someone did a dance yesterday or all oh, that. You know the one that I want? It was, a, it was choreographed. Someone must come in and help these guys because they're not doing it on their own. You're the one that I want was awful. Yeah, but they were like, oh, yeah, and then this one. And like, you could see they're a bit like, oh, yeah, and then that move. And then you do the leg and then someone's helping them. I'll just quote my favourite person on the internet. Are you not embarrassed? Because I am. Are you not was. embarrassed? Who was the best then? Definitely Chloe. <laughs> Chloe again. Chloe was the best. Chloe was the Who best. did some maths? She did Countdown, but she was confident with it. It wasn't cringy and it was funny. It was funny without intending to be funny. And everyone else was actually just embarrassing. Embarrassing. Mm. Toby and my guy, Aaron, these are meant to be fucking footballers. I what didn't even do, see it. What do they do? They, they couldn't even kick a ball towards each other. I was like, Akia, I can do that. Are we missing someone? Who else? Faye, Teddy? Nah, that's it, isn't it? Liam sang fucking Tom Jones. Awful, embarrassing, awful. I pray Tom Jones doesn't ever see that. Embarrassing. I bet Tom Jones Someone's, got sent that on WhatsApp. He's seen it immediately. Embarrassing. And, he, you know, Tom Jones is probably like, oh. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our lessons, we're going to get into something that went down this week. 
I've been getting messages from like my mum's friends and they're like, what does exclusive mean? So if you missed it, Tyler asked Kaz to be exclusive. My understanding is that being exclusive is you're not seeing anybody else. Like we are exclusively me and you. But isn't that the same as being boyfriend, girlfriend? And I feel like this is what everyone's confused about. What the hell does it mean? Yeah, because I asked you and I said, Hardy, what the fuck does this mean? Doesn't it just mean girlfriend? Because the last time I was dating, when someone said, okay, are we exclusive? I was just like, okay, am I your girlfriend? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's that. So in my head, it's like, okay, exclusive means that your girlfriend, boyfriend. But when you explained it to me, you said it's another stage before you become the girlfriend. I feel like young people, they create stages. So it's like talking stage, seeing each other, being exclusive, being boyfriend, girlfriend. And I feel like this system is for commitment phobes, aka me. I tried to create this actually before with somebody. I was like, they asked me to be their girlfriend. And I said, can we just see each other? Because I was... I was trying to play around and... um... (laughs) See, this is what I mean. When Ah! Look, remember a couple of weeks ago when I was like, you come across like a player? Shut up. You see now how that happens? You see now? Shut up. You see it? You shut up, you. Do you see? I don't see you. Shut your mouth. Do you know? So, yeah. What the fuck does it... Do you know that song, the Day 26 song? No. I want you exclusive. No. Baby, we should just do this. No. With the feeling... All right. You know Danny E. Kane? Yeah. It was the boy band version of oh, them. Oh, right. Oh, okay, good. And they you. had a song about exclusive, about wanting you exclusive. Yeah, but I just feel like that is literally being a girlfriend and a boyfriend. What else does a girlfriend and a boyfriend mean other than not seeing anyone else and being together in a relationship? I think we're going to have to consult Google. What is exclusive relationship? Oh, what? exclusive dating really means versus being in a relationship okay oh for fuck's sake who wrote that women's health oh jesus dating exclusively means both people are only focused on one another they're not juggling other people yeah okay right so you're continuing to get to know one another without distractions from any other potential suitors. I mean, Kaz and Tyler, I don't think there are any other suitors. And I also don't rate his, I don't rate the thing that he did, like writing it on a towel. I just thought it was a bit shit. Uh, so have you not seen Love Actually? Because like that, they, that's basically stolen from Love Actually. Oh. Uh, In the film, he fancies his best mate's wife. Mm-hmm. So he decides to tell her like that with all these signs. And how does the wife, does she like it? I mean, she smiles and stuff. You know, Love Actually, we know, you know this. I hate that film so much. So mm. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, don't ever watch it. You're not missing out on anything. It's not like four weddings and a funeral or Notting Hill. It's not Notting Hill. Sorry, Richard Curtis, you've done better. I don't think, I don't think I've seen that either, you know. Unsurprisingly. Fair play, fair play to you, mate. But um, it's just one of those things. And I think basically because Kaz... In Unseen Bits, Kaz has talked about loving um, rom-coms. And I was really shocked because all the rom-coms I've watched, she's actually watched. So I was just like, oh my Mm. God, this is someone who loves all that shit. So maybe he knew that about her and he decided to give her her own rom-com moment. I guess that's kind of sweet. Yeah, that's kind of sweet considering that she is a rom-com fan. But the thing is, is unfortunately for the majority of us who don't watch Unseen Bits, I don't watch it. I just end up seeing these things on TikTok. 
you're kind of watching that without any context. So you're like, oh, that's lame. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, just put it in the main episode so we can understand that, right. okay, Tyler's actually doing something that caters to Kaz's tastes and what she likes. Um, so I think that's why he did it. Mm. It's really interesting about them too, because I have been seeing on Twitter that a lot of people are like, if you stand Tyler and Kaz, you really have to look for the love because the cameras are not focusing on it at all. Yeah. And like they're focusing on every other couple. Even Priya got her own mini episode oh God. in midweek. Yeah, the worst episode known to mine. Where the whole episode was just about Priya. That's very true. You know, Kaz and Tyler, we've actually, we've not seen any of it since they became... Since they got to a good place in their relationship, we've seen none of it. Mm, no, that is very true. That is very true. But um, with the exclusive thing, like, if that's what he means, what you've just said, what exclusive is, then is he going to do another sort of semi-proposal thing for when he asks her to be his girlfriend? Would you ask someone to be with you? Would you do these things Honestly, like, so when I started watching Love Island, I remember speaking to someone else about it. And I was like, is this what men are doing now? Is this how people ask people to be their girlfriends? Like, do they do these elaborate things? And he was like, yes, this is what men do. And I was like, I've never had that done for me. He was like, you're clearly with the wrong men then. And I was like, oh. Oh, right. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's always been in a conversation. Like, the, the last one I had was in a car. It was New Year's Eve, but it was in the night. So it's probably New Year's Day. And it was just like, yeah, like... So we're exclusive. I, I just want you to know that we're exclusive. I was like, so am I your girlfriend? That was it. Oh, Raj. I feel like I would probably die a little bit I'm gonna if someone do a, did that. I, you're not good with compliments, Susan. You don't like them. I feel like a gesture, you'd be like embarrassed. But I think you might enjoy it. I might enjoy a gesture, probably, mm. but not... It's too much. It's a little bit too much, no? Yeah, but what if I, what if I like flew you to Paris? You'd love that shit. Do you ever think about how you would get proposed to if someone was to propose to you like do you think okay would they do it in public would that embarrass me do i want it to be quiet like harry and megan's proposal like i do see like pictures of people's ones that are very staged and thought out and i think oh that's disgusting i know someone who was like they flew me here and took me there and la 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 and then we were standing on the eiffel tower and that's when he popped the question and i just think that's not for me. I would prefer, yeah. Okay, this is lame. I was watching the bold type, which you hate, and I. Uh, it's got. You know, it's actually gotten a bit better, and there's some bits that oh, are really please. some issues which are good. But anyway, um, <sighs> you know, just the simple shit, just like laying next to someone you love, and that's fine, man. Oh, that's cute. So you would like something low key, basically. I don't want like let's go to Piccadilly Circus and you or Trafalgar Square, <laughs> something shit like Ugh. that. I don't. No one. I'm sure no one would ever do that. But yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Oh. What about you? What do you want? I just want something real. That's all I want. Something real. That's it. Very basic. This whole thing of being exclusive. Are you going to take that into consideration when you're dating? I feel like we are. We only deal with one person at a time anyway. It's too hard, man. Having multiple conversations. I know that, but do you think that the other people... I don't know. I don't know how many other people do this. I know that Megan Fox only dates one person at a time, so I was like, we're in good company. It's okay. She's so fit. She's so fit. Yeah, Megan Fox does it, then I um, guess I can do it. 
Yeah, it's all right. She was saying that when she started dating Machine Gun Kelly, like she was only talking to him and only seeing him, but he wasn't. She was like, he was seeing loads of people and she was like, I don't know how he did it. I mean, I don't want no STIs. Oh, I don't know if he was like shagging them. I don't know. I don't know if like he was shagging them unprotected. (laughs) Uh, Just a little bit. No, thank you for me. A little bit, leave it for me. So are we saying thank you next to... um... Uh, thank you next to people making up fake fake levels. Fake levels, yeah. In your eyes, so how should it go? It should go from a talking stage to where? I guess talking stage to relationships a bit far, isn't it? Talking stage to dating to relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. Dating. How long do you date for? Who knows? However long you want to date for, right? However long feels natu- natural. When you know, you know. I mean, everyone says that and then, you know, afterwards, I have said things like that before. When you know, you know. And now I'm like... I've never known. I never know anything. Do you ever feel certain? I don't think anyone does. I think you feel certain in that moment and you're like, because I was like that person that was like, I know, I know what this is. And now look, I've got a podcast talking about breakups and relationships. Hee hee. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not certain of anything Yeah, I don't know I think you can be certain in that moment But then you can't really You can't do anything past that mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be like Do you want to take this job today or not? You're certain when you say Yes, I want to take it today, right? Yeah, and then the next day I might change my mind and be like Actually, no, I want to go to sleep Yeah, no, I'm not coming in now See you later Yeah, exactly It's alright, never mind Let's move on then, innit? Alright, mate, let's get on to our lessons Okay, so today's lessons are all from Love Island. Obviously, this is another Love Island special, as you may have gathered. So all of the lessons are things that we've noticed whilst watching this series that we think that we can learn from. Mm. And this series is coming to an end next week. It's going to be very sad. I'm glad that it's over. Yeah, it's eating into my life a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too much. It's it's become too routiny. And like usually, I remember I would be in bed by ten. Now I'm like, ooh, like okay, let me do some tweets. Let mm. me talk to some people. Let me have this conversation. It's just, oh, just go away now. I used Stop to it. like read and things. It's fine. It will be over, and uh, hopefully they don't give us a winter Love Island because I think we've had enough. I don't oh, want another one. We ain't doing winter. If we're winter, we're, we're not. not we're not covering it. Sorry, no, absolutely not. Um, however, from all the friendships and all the shit going on and relationships, we have learned a lot of stuff. So we're going to get into our first lesson. One taught me not to be the only person fighting for the relationship to survive. Mm. We've seen this play out on Love Island in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But the first way that I thought of was Faye and Teddy. Yeah. There were moments during that time when, you know, when we know that shouting Faye occurred and came into our lives and was shouting at Teddy and we were all like, what the fuck? And a lot of you wrote Ofcom complaints. I know, I know. Don't you think that's mad? No, I don't think it's mad because watching that actually felt like watching domestic abuse and it felt like I shouldn't have been watching it. And I think, I actually think it's wrong that it became part of this entertainment thing mm. it, it felt wrong to watch and like I said this before but again if that was a man shouting at a woman none of us would have had it mm. none of us would have had it I guarantee you a producer would have gone and grabbed the woman and taken her inside mm. and made her a cup of tea do you know what I mean yeah, yeah so I'm just yeah. like it's sad that they let it play out like that for Teddy because I don't think they would have let it play out like that if had it had been a female contestant. He took a lot of shit. While he was taking the shit, he was still trying to reason with her. He was still trying to talk to her. Even while she was shouting, fuck off, Teddy, like, you're a prick, da 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 She was saying things to him like, this is your problem. And he was like, no, it's our problem. Mm. 
in that time, he was the only one that was fighting for the relationship to survive and she wasn't. And I said this to you as well before that it was, it's kind of like about boundaries as well, because me and you, if we were in that situation and someone was shouting like that at us in front of all of our friends in a public space, I feel like that would be enough for us to walk away from a person. Mm. Especially because we talk about boundaries so much. We talk about red flags so much. I feel like we would have no other choice but to be like, all right, you know what? You need to work on yourself, mate. But Teddy still didn't walk away. And I think Teddy still like, he gave her her space for the next couple of days. And then eventually like she wanted to talk to him, didn't she? But he was yeah. willing and ready to hear her out. He didn't want to be like, no, you know what, Faye? Fuck you. Like, you didn't want to talk to me when I wanted to talk to you. Fuck you. He was always understanding and he was always ready to fight for that relationship. And I guess in one way, they both wanted to fight for that relationship. That's why she decided to be like, okay, I've been a dick, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people have said that they think that the producers had words with her and shitted her up and made her apologize, which mm. could have happened. But then I've got to say like the way she handled the Jake situation... Faye actually got up and walked away, didn't she? Yeah, she actually was like, I can't be part of this conversation right now. Do you think that's because that's a coping mechanism that potentially a therapist has given her while she's in the villa? Maybe, because it does seem a long way away from where she was literally a week ago. I think her reactions to Teddy were very defensive. Like the stuff that she saw obviously really, really hit her nerve, brought out like her insecurities and whatnot. You did say to me at the time you was shocked that her friends didn't say you're acting like an idiot but I feel like anything you were going to say to her at that time like the way she went off at Dale she was like come on I'll have it you want it I'll give it like she was like anyone can have it from me um but then eventually a few days later I know like Millie was like yeah and Chloe was like do you not think you overreacted or whatever that was kind of interesting to see I do think Teddy took a lot of shit and obviously he knows he's with her all the time and we don't see all of it but there must be something that he's waiting for or that, or that he knows or some sort of information that he has that we don't have. Yeah. I didn't like the way that Faye was like, uh, I'm making you a drink now to make up for it or whatever she was doing. She's like, I'm saying I'm sorry, but I'm not doing it again. This is all you're getting from me. Yeah. And then she was kind of like, you know, I'll let you do this for the next few days and yeah. then don't expect anything from me. And it's just like, mm, mm. But it's just acting up, isn't it? I don't know, because like going forward, like I do feel like, again, for any relationship to survive, it can't only be one person that's fighting for that relationship to survive. Mm. And I feel like I've done that a lot in, pre in previous relationships where I've just been like, no, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to fight for this. And when I came out of my last relationship, I, I said to a mate of mine, I was like, I'm never going to fight for someone like that ever again. And my mate was like, no you're going to fight for someone like that if they are fighting for you and meeting you in the middle. Mm. And I was just like, okay. So it takes two, it literally takes two to tango. And yeah, it can't always be from one person. The making up can't always be one person. You know, sometimes in relationships, like you take roles and it's like that person's the maker upper person and I'm the fighter person. Mm. Like I create the arguments and that person makes up with me. It can't be like that. And I think it's selfish if Faye expects that from Teddy. Yeah, I hope like going forward, it's not, it's not that way. In a previous relationship, I just decided one day, this is it. I was like, this is it. And to the other person, it came completely out of the blue. Just like, where has this come from? But I had decided that. And they, for 
honestly, literally about a day or maybe a week, they were like trying to fight. They were like, I'm not letting you do this. And then um, because I just kept saying the same thing, like, no, I was like, absolutely no way in hell. I have no interest. And I was honestly so disinterested at the time. They had no choice but to give up and walk away. I remember then thinking, you haven't even tried. You didn't even try. How fucked up is that? So then what happened? Did you try? Did you try and get back in touch? No. You just left it. But I think about it now and I think that was really bad behavior from me. Mm. Not saying it wasn't deserved or like I had obviously had my reasons, but yeah. It's interesting to see what is workoutable. But what I've realized lately is why do we think relationships are easy? Why do we think it should all be easy? We have relationships in our lives that are probably like really testing and we're like, oh, what do I get from this? Nothing. Not saying it needs to be like that, like shit, but it shouldn't be no arguments ever. Yeah, I think that's unrealistic. I think that is very unrealistic to think that you're never going to have an argument and things like that. It's always, think about every single, like the most important relationships that you've got. I don't know, family, friends. I think sometimes with friends, maybe it's a bit harder to say, oh, you've upset me because we do like choose each other and stuff. But any relationship that's worth having is going to take some sort of work. And it's kind of deluded to think that it it wouldn't take any work. Yeah, I did say this to you before that genuinely, I feel like most things are workoutable. Mm. Now, for me, cheating is just a no-no. I don't think I could do it because I think it affects a lot of things like trust that once it's broken, I think it's broken. But I do think most things are workoutable and... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because then in that case, would I have taken something like what Teddy took, which I feel is crossing a line to a certain extent, I guess. It's really hard. It is really hard. And even like looking at Toby and Chloe and looking at how close they are now and how they've become the unproblematic couple of the villa. I want them to win. I want them to win as well. Toby's becoming like the agony aunt of the villa. Like he's giving Kaz advice, giving Jake advice. He protected his girl when Jake was like, who talked about me? He didn't spill the, you know, the tea, anything. He changed the focus of the conversation. She might be my favorite too, you know. No, she is my favorite. I think they're, they're both, I want them to win. But what I'm saying is like, they were so close to not being a couple mm. because, you know, Tobias's behavior in the villa yeah. was just stuff that most girls would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Who do you think you are? Like, you ain't all that homie. And, you know, Chloe gave him a second chance after just being like, yeah, I still like you. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. True. And she let him back easy as well. It was fairly easy. Like, she didn't make him grovel. Like, if it was Faye, I feel like Faye would have been like, I'm going to make him grovel. Everybody watch, right? But then, you know, what is the, what function does that serve, really? It's ego, isn't it? Just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is, right? And Chloe and Toby just got on with it. But when they got on with it, they felt and looked like a completely different couple. Mm. The way they functioned was completely different to how they were functioning before. And it was just like, oh, wow, okay. Again, like, it's just interesting because I feel like most people would have walked away and been like, nah, Toby, you're a dick. Mm. But now, like, we and you are sitting here saying they're going to be the winners of the season. Yeah, that's true, actually. That is true. Um, When to walk away then? Who fucking knows? Maybe it's just different for every human. I feel like it is just that thing, though. If if you are the only person fighting for the relationship to survive or forcing the connection, you've got to call it a day. I feel like this reminds me a bit of like Kaz and Toby as well. Like that, I can just feel the forceness of it. Of what? Her trying to make it work with Toby before. Oh, she was trying to make it work with Toby so bad. 
bad. Mm. And actually, that's really interesting because she was trying to make it work with Toby so bad. And then it's like, Tyler came along, like said everything she wanted to hear and then went off to Casa Amor and she was like, no, you know what? You want to play it like that? I'll play it like that. And then that was it. She was like, here's Matthew, my new boy toy. Hee hee. <laughs> I feel bad for Matthew, man. He deserved... I feel bad for Matthew. He deserved better. He deserved to find love mm, in Love Island. He deserved better treatment he did. He was on After Sun and he was saying that his DMs are popping at the moment. I'm not in there yet. Clearly likes Asian girls. He clearly likes women of colour. So Yo. you're ticking a box there already. Yeah, but that's the thing. When you know a guy likes a lady of colour, I'm like, <laughs> that puts me off a bit because I'm like, you just take anyone who's brown. Really? Yeah, because it's like, oh, you clearly have a time. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just think all these situations that we've discussed just show us to be kind of self-aware and just check ourselves and just be like, mm. am I the only person that thinks this? Am I the only person that feels this? Am I the only person that is trying to make this work? Or is the other person mm. willing to? And even Teddy, like the person who was really like trying to make it work, he even had to take a couple of steps back to let Faye cool down until yeah. she could come to her senses and make that decision of, am I going to walk away or am I going to try and make it work? And now they're both on the same page of making it work. Yeah, and it could come together again. So I just think like you have to check yourself. And if you are the only person fighting for it to work, figure out why you're doing that and yeah, let it not work for a bit, man. What you're saying thank you next to, Raj? I'm saying thank you next to being the only person fighting for a relationship to survive. That ain't it. That is not it. That is not it. All right, we're going to get on to lesson number two. One taught me. I love you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. No. Nope. Do you love me? I always say I love you, but I've not said I love you to you. You have said I love you to me. Shut up. I say love Look you. Look at you trying to act bad. Look at you trying to act bad. Oh, actually, the no, podcast. I do. I say I love you. Trying to act bad on the podcast and that. It slipped my mind. It slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> no, I do say it to you. Unacceptable. I remember. I, remember. I forgot. Right, so, so one taught me. I love you does not excuse bad behaviour. As everyone may have seen, mm. Jake and Liberty have been having a bit of a tough time. So Liberty had some issues with Jake. She had a conversation with them. And then he was like, you're my girl, 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 how's he saying? Girlfriend. 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 You're my girlfriend, Lip. You're my girlfriend. And next time she comes back, she's got some more issues because they weren't sorted out the first time. She says to him, how do you feel? And he's like, I don't know how I feel. Can't articulate himself very well. And he's like, I love you, Lib. No, he starts by saying, you you make me feel nervous. Yeah. Oh, please. I don't know what that means. Nervous. Don't know. Sounds like he needs shit, mate. Let's just rewind. You know, in that conversation, Hardeep, he was looking her dead in the eyes, right? Eye contact like this. The minute that she was like, how do you feel about me? His eyes were down to the floor. He didn't know where to look because he was lying Lying. Raj is a behavioural psychologist. He was lying. I wanted to be an FBI agent when I was younger, so I read a lot of these sort of articles about human behaviour and how to tell when people are lying. If all of a sudden he's very relaxed and chill and then his behaviour is switching up, he's switching up because internally he's twitching. He's lying. He's twitching lying. Twitching inside. And it was the way that he said, I love you. It was very much like, like, you know, someone was strangling him and they were like, say, I love you. And then I'll let you get some air. He said it like that. Well, I said to you, I think his throat chakra is blocked. <laughs> and get I think you thought crystals. I was trying to shit, but no, I wasn't get him some shit. crystals. I don't think his throat, what are you doing? Are you trying to stick up for him? Are you trying to say that he just doesn't know how to express himself? I think a lot of men don't know how to express themselves. He knew how to express himself when he was telling all the men to like do things with other girls at Casa Amor. That was coming across very clearly. His throat mm. chakra different was, wasn't blocked then. 
Mm. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's true. Does your theory stick, girl? Or like what? Are you twisting with a new theory or are you sticking with that one? Mm. It's two different things though. Telling someone how you feel about them compared with telling your mates to get on it on the lads all a day. Different things, isn't it? I don't like him. She don't like him. So we did a poll asking you guys, have you ever heard an I love you and felt like their action didn't match their words? 76% said yes. Yeah. Raj. This is clearly a thing that happens in pretty much most relationships. People use the term I love you as an excuse for bad behavior. I don't think I've ever done something badder than being like, yeah, but I love you. If you say I love you, it shouldn't come with the word but in front of it. If it's coming with the word but in front of it, don't fucking say it. Because mm. you're negating it. You're negating that word. You're negating the love. You're cancelling the love the minute before you say the but. So if I'm, me and you are talking and I have a argument with you or I'd be a dick to you and then afterwards I'm like, oh, but I love you. But I love you. Faye's been doing that though. Yeah, I'm a dick, but I love you. She's like, you're a dick, but I love you or whatever. And I think she's trying to do it to soften the blow a bit, but it's not softening anything. For this reason, that was the first time he said, I love you, to Liberty. Yes. And she did the thing. You know, everyone says nobody puts baby in a corner. She put Jake in mm. a corner and it was like he was there, bang, in that corner. He was forced to say it. Like she, deep down, she's going to recognise that. She has to recognise that. He knows it came out and it wasn't something that he was planning on saying to her. Mm. Also, like, because we're talking about actions in our poll, yeah? Mm. If you're in love with someone, Hardeep, and you're living in the villa together, mm. would you ignore that person for a full day? Would you be able to if you loved that person? It's like that thing like Piers James said, would you not get up and be like, I'm getting a water, do you want one? For a whole day, you're going to ignore You're gonna ignore the person you're in love with. The behaviour isn't matching the words. If I love someone and they're there in my face, I've got to say something to them, surely. For the whole day, you're not just going to be like, oh, Lib, do you want a coffee? Oh, Lib, I'm going to get a water. Do you want to get one? On a side note, he was chatting to Mary asking how many kids you want. I think it's so boring when people talk about this shit. I feel like that's just like kiddie speak. Just shut up. You don't know how many kids you're going to have. Why are you asking another girl how many kids she wants? I feel like that's the sort of conversation you have with someone that you might mm. want kids with. It was weird how he was like, Mary is my type. Did you say Chloe's his type? Faye's his type? No, Millie and Mary. This idea of my type is so... Uh, what is my type? You have a type. Yeah, okay. I can say it to you and walk down the road and be like, that's your type. Yeah, but my type wouldn't be the type that there's 10 of them in one villa. I don't know. There might be if it, if it's like Unilad, Unilad Island. That's true. True, true, true. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of an ex a shitty excuse. Everyone's my type. I, and I think he's making Liberty feel very insecure by just banging on about how attractive he finds everybody, every other human under the sun. It's actually a really weird thing to say. If like I'm trying to reassure you and I say to you, yeah, but Millie and um, Mary are my type, but you're my girlfriend. That's the other uh? thing. You're my girlfriend. You're my girlfriend. The label does not also cancel out anything, you know? It's just the label. I could say you're my friend and then like punch you and then be like, but you're my friend. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't punch yeah, you. Yeah, so you definitely still punched me. And this is just it. Like, So in a previous relationship, I did hear I love you a lot. And it was mm. said to make up for the bad things that were happening in the relationship. Mm. Like looking back on it, 
it fucked with me hearing that because it's like you're trying to make sense of the words you're hearing and the things that are happening. So you're kind of like, yeah, oh, okay, but he loves me. Oh. And it actually confuses the person. And I know everyone's like, oh, Liberty might should know better and whatever. But from being in that position, I'll just say it's, it's murky water. You can't really see through it. Yeah, I think I might have had a similar situation. I might have mentioned it before that I was seeing someone who used to buy me a lot of stuff. And I think they used to say, I love you and buy me a lot of stuff, but treat me bad. And then you're like, you, you get confused. Like, obviously, kind of you deep down know this isn't, but then you're being told or you, you're being shown this is love and you get you do get confused. Yeah, I think it's something that you can only know and recognise and realise once you've been through it, mm. which is a shame. We, I don't know, me as well in general and you, I know you do, we get carried away, don't we, when we're in love? <sighs> Not me, no. I'm really uh, logical, very logical I am and uh, logical and brainy. Clever. I'm really clever, actually, now that I think about it. Joke. If someone had done certain things like what Jake's doing to Lib right now and he turned around and said, I love you to you, would that make you want to f- go downstairs and tell the girls, oh, my God, he said I love you? Or would it make you be like, you know what, shut your mouth, Ooh. let me put you straight? This kind of links to when people take things to the next level. So people in crisis do things. <laughs> and I feel like this is what this is. So it's like when people are in crisis, they have a baby. Oh, we have a baby. Oh, oh we're I in hate a crisis. That. I hate that. We're in a crisis. Let me propose. We're in a crisis. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. How about the situation me and you were talking about? Um, I hate that. Before about a guy who's clearly unhappy in a relationship mm. is going through the motions of getting married, but the relationship is at crisis point. It's like that is not going to help. Mm-mm. I feel like people do bigger and bigger gestures, like, let me get a tattoo mm. of you. Let me show you when they're fucking shitting themselves. I actually agree. I actually think, you know, looking looking at this now, the way we've looked at it, is that if you take that I love you and give that person a clean slate because they've said I love you to you, you're just as bad as that person. It's got to work both ways. Mm. It can't be, you can't just blame it on that person for being a dickhead. You're also a dickhead for accepting that I love you in the first place. We did mention how Liberty went back to share the good news with her mates and her mates tried to explain the series of events as someone who's not in the situation to help her see it clearly. Do you think they were being good mates? A hundred percent, because I think they've all witnessed the Jake show at this stage of Villa Life. And Mm. we asked Sharon, didn't we? Like, did anyone have any idea that he was a snake? She was like, no, it's only since this videos come out since that videos come out i think it's planted a seed in a lot of people's heads and people are looking at stuff now and i actually saw this tiktok the other night and it was just that clip of you know when jake was telling lib not to go up to kaz and he had his arm tightly around her and was like let yeah, her come to you so weird kaz came over to them and do you know who gave kaz a hug first it wasn't liberty it was jake jake was all over her like a fucking rash and Liberty was just watching that silently. And it's like, you could see that Liberty was clocking. It was very, very weird behavior. Like everyone on Twitter was just like, what is, why is this so uncomfortable? And why would you hold your girlfriend back from enjoying a time, like enjoying a moment? Is it, he didn't want to be left out of the moment. And then he held her hostage. I've noticed that anytime there's a celebration, he does something 
to like jumps in the pool or takes his top off or does something yeah. stupid and then you know when he was doing the sexy dance he was like looking at the girls for their reactions and yeah. stuff it's just a lot of weird shit i've never had someone say i love you to excuse bad behavior but i've had someone say i love you despite their shit behavior and yeah it is very confusing so i can understand how liberty is confused and also all this news about him being a showman is like new to her well yes and no because she said something to him in the beds the other night and she was like i know you say to me that we're on a tv show to remember Mm. that we're on a tv show why are you saying that why are you saying that also love island producers why are you not showing us that shit Mm. irresponsible maybe it's not that interesting i mean it is irresponsible i think and i I said this the other day but i think it's really weird that like the levels of self-awareness this show has come to at this stage of being on air for seven seasons or eight seasons however many seasons it's been where someone is actually worried that this person is faking their interest for them just for the benefit of the show is mad if anyone went on a tv show these days like chugs with the bucket hat they're all gonna have their own little like lucinda with the whatever clothes no one's coming there for love and i kind of do believe that lucinda not lucinda um that liberty did come there for love because i don't know she just comes across as very actually legit about it yeah but there is a whole thing about the couple that are like lasted the longest and like had the most smoothest fairy tale story people do buy into that so i think he's probably quite protective of maintaining that image because the couples who are a bit more rocky they're probably less likely to win well may we'll show them in it when we vote for chloe and toby to win i think their personalities have definitely shone the most growth the best character arc of the season has anybody ever said i love you as a mask as bad behavior email us hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com so hardy what are you saying thank you next to i am saying thank you next to people saying i love you as an excuse for their bad behavior because we can see through it i'm very sorry i'm not allowing it we see through your shit bitch are you calling jake a b-i-t-c-h yes i am i can confirm thank you so we're going on to lesson three. Oh, answer me there are plenty more fish in the sea plenty more fish in the sea plenty more plenty more plenty more fish in the sea that was beautiful raj you know me and hardy were both having this conversation about how people get so tunnel visioned mm-hmm. when they're in there when bad things happen to them and you know, taking that outside of the villa, we get tunnel visioned in friendships, in relationships, even in jobs, isn't it? You become so tunnel visioned, like I've got to succeed here. I have to make it work now. This is my best friend since the age of four and all of this shit. And we were talking about like Millie and Liam mainly. Millie, to a certain extent, has tunnel vision towards Liam, despite the fact that she had proof she spoke to the other woman. <laughs> the other woman was so, like, straight up with her, was like, this is what was happening. It was 50-50. This is what he did. This was what bed was like together. I'm quite surprised that I've turned up here alone. He actually, it was like a pick mix for him. He actually got to, like, try another woman. He yeah. fully got to try another woman. Yeah, you're right. He did try like, actually out. did. Yeah, he tried her properly. He tried her so much to the point where she actually thought she was there to ride into the villa. Mad. And, you know, Millie was like, yeah, it's not going to be easy for you. It's not going to be easy for you. And I don't know if it's like that we haven't seen all of his efforts, but I mean, it seems like it's been easy for him. We we ran another poll on Twitter, actually, asking if you think that uh, Millie and Liam will be able to make it. 
outside in real life in the real world and majority of people were like no it's not going to happen and do you think had Millie decided to be like nah you know what fuck you Liam do you reckon they would have sent it sent in a nice bombshell for her I feel like no matter what Mm. she was always going to go back and nothing would have turned her head why mm. I get really annoyed about this. Like, why was she so dead set on him? I have no clue. Mm. Black Girls Living, they said on their podcast, I want my guy to go into another villa like Casa Moore and not have 10 people who are their type, mm. 500 people of your type to really, really test whether they're actually going to go another way. I've got to say, though, that's kind of unrealistic as well because, like, you would never meet 500 people even in your lifetime who are your type. Liam fell at the first hurdle. That's the producers, mate. They put in a girl whose name rhymed with Millie's. She looked like Millie, like she was very pretty. You know what I mean? They were very similar types of girls. What I've taken, though, from the whole of Love Island, like Hugo, One Minute, well, who did he start with? I think he was in a friendship couple with Sharon. Yeah, he kind of tried his thing with Chloe, tried his thing with Amy. Kaz started with Toby and then... Had a little thing with Matthew. There's a lot of uh, chopping and changing. And I think this has inspired me. Ooh. Because I'm, I'm also like, there are plenty more fish in the fucking sea. And sometimes, like Millie and Liam, you can just think, oh, there's only one for me. This is the one. But I don't think it's true, mate. There's always someone else. And even with friendships, sometimes, I don't know, if there's an issue with a friendship, you can just, you zoom in and you're like, oh... This is my only friend. And you're like, zoom out. And it's actually like, no, I've got loads of bloody mates, man. I yeah. can make another mates tomorrow. So basically, are you going to keep your options open? Is that what you're saying now? You're going to put your eggs in different baskets? My eggs aren't in any any baskets. So Is this the lesson that you've learned from this season that you your eggs will be in other baskets? No, the lesson is not to like cry over one person. <laughs> Like Rachel did. Yes. So we, a lot of people have picked up on this as well. The fact that Rachel and Clarice went in like bad fucking bitches. Like I'm this, I'm that and left. They literally left crying over guys. And I can fully relate to that. You get so sucked in and absorbed into one situation, one fish. And you're like, oh, this is this or whatever. And then you just get cast aside and you feel like shite. Like Rachel, she had two options and went with one. That died a death and then, you know, she was left crying. And same with Clarice. One option. Both of them could have anyone they want. And yeah, I guess it's just the villa and they're stuck with those people and they're going to see them all the time. So obviously it's not nice to be about or be around. But yeah, they shouldn't be crying. And I'm sure now they're out, they don't care. And they've realised there's plenty more fucking fish in the sea. Maybe there's just not plenty more fish in the villa. I've seen Clarice give loads of interviews still talking about Tyler. Mm. So I think like the narrative has to change about it. And the thing is, though, I feel like the villa does try to encourage that whole thing of there are plenty more fish in the sea by sending in more bombshells. Mm. I don't know. Naturally, though, if you are producing a reality show and like there's breakups or there's girls saying, you know what, I'm not going to get with you and blah, blah, blah. And they're a fan favorite. Surely you would send in men for them. Or bombshells mm. for them. So I feel like had Millie maybe shown a little bit more of that, they probably would would have sent in someone for her because a lot of people were, were like, okay, at this stage of Love Island, Millie could be the amber of this season. 
and mm. there could be a new Greg coming in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, Greg was a hottie. They got to keep in their fan favourites, innit? They can't just like be like, see you later, Millie. Here, let's give this place to Priya. A lot of people No one cares Millie. about Priya. No one cares about Priya. Raj feels very strongly about Priya. My mum was cussing Priya, mate. Uh, like we were watching that clip where she was talking about Boris. I didn't, I've not seen that clip yet. I've still Fucking not seen it. Fucking embarrassing. My mum was like, oh, but that. I was like, <laughs> That's so funny. That basically means, is that a man though? Oh, uh, you know, I wasn't loving Priya. Everyone, you were saying, everyone's going on about this isn't the representation we brown people want. However, however. She's Preeti Patel's daughter, bro. She's Secret not, I believe child. that. I do Secret believe that. child. She's grown on me. She's growing on me, Raj. What's growing on you about her? She's, I'm sorry, she's coming across like a biatch, yeah? Literally, being like, oh yeah, da da da, he better get me coffee. That was so rude what she was doing. They're all at tables. It was rude. They're all at tables not far away from each other. The boys are probably within earshot. I've spoken to Islanders and they've all said, you can hear every conversation that happens in that villa, no matter where you are. If you want to listen carefully, you'll be able to hear it. So she's there in earshot of Mandem, Brett, whatever. Is his name Brett? Yeah, she needs to be a bit more um, not she's rude. saying to everyone, oh, he's boring me, he's boring me. And then she's like, yeah, you better bring me a coffee. And then Kaz is even saying to her, you're a bit of a diva. That was Kaz's way of being like, Priya, you need to check yourself, yeah? Mm. See, she still couldn't check herself. She was just like, oh, I'm in there. I don't think I'm as repulsed as I was. I'm sorry, anyone who thinks that Boris Johnson out of all the celebrities you could pick in the world, if you name Boris Johnson as your celebrity crush, there's something wrong with you. In this clip, she's saying, oh, he's so powerful, yeah. And he's just so sexy. And he's really, like, you know, warm and cuddly. He's a nice person. And Faye was like, what, do you know him personally? And she was like, no. He's just, well, it's just like, Priya, shut up. Maybe she said it to get people to, maybe she's playing a game. Just because you sound intelligent and smart, it doesn't mean you actually are. Clearly. What about the way that her and um, Brett assumed that they were the most intelligent couple or whatever? She's not adding anything to the villa. She's actually just pissing me off. Like she... I like her more than I like Faye. Nah, I like Faye more than I like Priya. Sorry, mate. The Tories have had enough representation now. We don't need any more. I feel like she was sent there undercover by the Tories to be like, we need Tory representation in Love Island Villa. Who can we send? Oh, Preeti Patel here. Yeah, just calling uh, my brown family that I don't want to associate with. Would you like to do Love Island this year? Okay, then. And actually, like we did, I did just want to say to you, you know, because often you say to me that I accept breadcrumbs and stuff, but do you think Liberty's accepting breadcrumbs from Jake? She keeps saying that. Every conversation's like really great and la la la. So we're not we're not there. I don't I can't see how he treats her all day every day. We just see the highlight of the hour or whatever. So I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think she might have a bit of tunnel vision. I think she might need to recognise that there's other fish in the sea as well. Maybe she should like go on a date with uh oh everyone's coupled up now, isn't it? Everyone's coupled up now. That's the thing. Are they just making the best of the situation that's there? Because there's no one like she ain't gonna. Well, she could win it probably. Like you said, she could do. She could do an amber. The thing is, though, with Liberty, and this has happened since the beginning because we've had conversations on this podcast about that stuff. That she was like, "I've never met anyone like this before. I've never felt like this about anyone before. Mm. He's my twin. He's my doppelganger. Blah 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 blah." For Liberty, she this feels like a fairy tale romance in her mm. head, mm. and. That's just it as well. I think sometimes you over-romanticise something in your own mind and I think she's doing that as well. I can't imagine that being that 
But if she says it's that, then cool. But I think even for Lib, she's got to realise there's plenty more fish in the sea and they're probably hotter than him. I'm not a big fan of Jake. It's not for me. It's not my type. Not my type either, mate. But I guess he's her type. But either way, what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to having tunnel vision and like forcing something to work with one person when actually there are plenty more fish in the fucking sea. Next! Anyway, we've got one bonus lesson. It's a bonus! So want me? Not to focus on who said something about me, but to focus on what they said about me. This is quite deep, Raj. Tell us. It is. The origin. The origin of this lesson comes from one night in the villa where Jake said I love you to Liberty, we think, to get out of a situation that he didn't want to be in. And Liberty went downstairs and told all the girls that he said I love you and all the girls were like, this seems a little bit too convenient. We don't quite believe that he means it. Did he mean to say that? Word got around the villa. Jake and Tobias were having a conversation and Jake's first reaction was, who said it? Who said it about me? He was ready, like, he was like a bit arms out, innit? He was like, Meh, who said it? To be fair though, if I told you someone said something, you would fuck, <laughs> I would. You would I be would. like, who? The first thing I know, I'm telling you 100%, yes, that is the first thing I would say to you. And you know that too. But for the purpose of this lesson, we're going to just ignore that bit for a minute. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Yeah. And Toby was like, you know what? You know, Tobias, the voice of reason in the villa, he was like, you know what? That is not what you need to focus on right now, Jake. You need to focus on what they've been saying. And whether there's any truth in that and reflect on your own behaviour instead mm. of reacting to someone talking shit. He's kind of like, you're in trouble for doing something, but instead of focusing on your behaviour and what you've done, you're looking at who's talking about me. Yeah. So it's like the attention is taken elsewhere. Uh, yeah, going back to what you said, yes, I do react like that. You would, though. If you're in a villa with people, yeah, you've got, oh, I don't know, 15 people or whatever, less, I don't know, whatever. I react like that and, in real uh, life. One of them, Fuck the villa. Yeah, one of them's talking about you. Yeah. And you're living with them. You're going to want to know which one's a little snake. Yeah, I'll be like, who said that? Who said that? Come come and chat to me, you know what I mean? Say it to my face. Mm. Uh, that is how I would react, but um, let's, I don't know, I don't know if that's something that we want to explore right now. Nah, nah, let's, nah. let's keep it nah. moving. But um, yeah, so the thing is, is just that, when those things happen, it's very, very easy to go into... That is defense, by the way. That is a defense mode. Mm. And um, and going into war mode. Because mm. for me, it's war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sign that someone wants war with me. But isn't it interesting that we think that instead of thinking what they said might actually be true? Mm. What if someone's making a valuable point? If someone's making a valuable point, fair enough. But is that the best way to make a valuable point? Mm. why are you saying it to other people why not just say it directly to me mm. that would be my thing but obviously like i'm not out here pretending to like girls on love island and to try and get 50k for liberty though it's her mates isn't it they're not going to go up to jake and be like da, da, da. you've got to say to the girl to try and like reason with her especially with her like we're saying because she's got tunnel vision yeah yeah yeah. no definitely but for the purpose of this lesson 100 percent, i think it is the thing like to not be defensive and actually be like is there any truth in what they're saying is there something about my behavior that I need to fix or need to work on. Mm. Did I piss someone off or upset someone and that's why they're saying something about me and do they not have the confidence to speak to me about it and that's why they're complaining to someone else about my behaviour and should I really be allowing myself to be put in these positions by any of my own behaviours? And mm. I think that's the real thing. And honestly to you, like I'll say this to you as well, like 
I, yeah, I do react like that. But if you had told me that they said something that actually was, you know, about me being a bad person or something, I would go and rectify that situation. And yeah, yeah. that's the difference. I will be feisty and like worry and whatever, but in the end I'll fix it. That's why it's worked out for me for such a long time. But it looked like Jake didn't want to fix it. But then on the other hand, he did go and pull Faye for a chat afterwards. He did. In one way, is I guess he is trying to fix it. Because mm. he heard Faye out, I guess. Did he? Yeah. Um, and then Chloe came along and they had the whole conversation. And I feel like you can't be mad at Faye and Chloe for trying to be good mate to Libby. I'm not mad at them at all. <laughs> mm. It's just if it was about me, I, I might be mad at them. Twitter was very happy that they did it together. I was very happy that they did it together. I love that Chloe just decided to pick herself up and get involved and was like, well, if you're going to chat to mm. Faye, you're going to chat to me because we both were responsible. And think the same shit, yeah. I think Chloe is a great friend. And I think Faye is very, mm. very lucky because had Faye and Jake been in that situation alone, I don't know if Faye would have been able to hold that conversation as a conversation alone. Yeah. Also, Toby, I didn't expect that from him. I didn't expect this elite behavior from Toby. Emotional maturity, the levels of emotional maturity that have shown up in this man. Because normally, if you're, if that's your girlfriend that said something about like, you know, whatever, you'd be in a really sticky situation, but he just managed to really calm that situation down in the most mature way possible. The way he dealt with it was admirable. How did Toby become this person in the villa? What's happened? Are they all getting therapy undercover in that villa and we just don't know about it? Have they got life coaches in there this year? Maybe he does have a life coach. Maybe it's Chloe. Maybe it is Chloe. Because you know Chloe got really pissed off that they weren't on the intelligent list couples. She was like, no, but me and you are intelligent. We're really intelligent. Was she the one who's like, we've got degrees? Yeah, she said, we've got degrees. <laughs> Which doesn't make anyone intelligent, by the way. Just FYI. No, because like, a lot of us have degrees, but... Um... Anyone can get a fucking degree these days. Um... So have you ever been in a situation where someone's come up to you and said, you know what, so-and-so said this about you. How did you handle that information? I think anyone who's going to come up to you and tell you so-and-so has said something, something about you is not a good friend. I think <gasps> instead the person needs to come to you and say... This is what you did. But what if they don't know that you did that? Which is what happened in this case. And then they're going to have to say, oh, you know what? So-and-so said this happened. So let's talk about that. This is too hypothetical. All right. So do you not have a situation at all where someone said to you, Hardeep, someone said this about you? Uh, not in the last 10 years. Oh, lucky you. I just don't uh don't have bitchy friends yeah no this stuff doesn't come from friends majority of stuff about me comes from work situations where people want my job so they talk shit about me it still didn't get you my job though raj what are you saying thank you next to i'm saying thank you next to reacting to news that is brought forth to you about yourself rather than listening and hearing out and evaluating you definitely need space which is one thing they don't have but on the other hand even though i have just said that who gives a fuck what anyone's saying about you that's very true. There is a quote out there, isn't it, that you shouldn't really worry about what other people think about you because literally it is none of your business. I think a lot of the time it is jealousy. And what someone thinks about you, um, influenced by that person's self-esteem, that person's mental health. And it could be like anything. So many factors that you aren't in control of. There is a, often an issue that I, I've sort of heard and come across is that people sometimes feel a certain way if someone's confident. If someone is a confident person... Other people are kind of like, but why is that person so confident? 
why Mm. and it's like but that's not a personal attack on you like Mm. so what if that person's built confidence for themselves you shouldn't be going around questioning that confidence i feel you although there are some confident people who are just like full of shit yeah i mean non non non-white male yeah yeah. oh right yeah okay yeah there's a clip of mindy calling doing the rounds at the moment and it's like um people always question her about her confidence and she's like she takes it as an insult because what people are saying when they question her confidence is that A, you're a woman, why are you so confident? B, you're a woman of colour, why are you so confident? By association of those two things, you should not be confident, but you are, so... I'm bored of seeing humble people. I'm not saying, oh yeah, brag about shit, blah, blah, but come on, you don't always have to place shit down. And then I also feel like it's a British thing. Like, mm-hmm. being British, we are we don't brag about things and we don't sell ourselves in the way that Americans sell themselves. Some people do on LinkedIn though. Some people move mad on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who needs to get the fuck out of that tunnel vision. Someone who needs to stop crying over guys absolutely no thank you just cry over a tv show it feels so much better (laughs) yeah cry over a tv show like raj (laughs) oh my god oh yeah you know when you cry over a tv show as well don't you feel really embarrassed and you're looking around and you're like i wish no one sees this but how would you react if i was crying next to you you know what it has to be shown we need to show our emotions i was sobbing mate i went upstairs like this My mum was like, what happened at the end of the episode? And I was crying when I was telling her. I was like, ah. Email us or leave us a voice note because we would love to hear your voice. Our email address is hi-thank-you-next-podcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on socials. We are at thank-you-next-pod on Insta, TikTok and Twitter. We're kind of a big deal. It sounds really funny when we say we we love to hear your voice because it sounds like we're going to get up to no good when we're listening to your voice. We love to hear your voice. okay so if you liked what you heard make sure you hit subscribe or follow on acast spotify or apple or wherever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to do the all important thing leave us a review so a we know what you think of us because we care about your opinion okay and b other people can find us win 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 we will be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to and we have a special guest but we're not gonna tell you who it is so can i give a clue go on give a clue so we have a musical guest next week a musician so if there are any questions you want to give to a musician you can send them to us that's so generic. What would you want to ask? A musician could be in a rock band. Uh, you could you could be like, um, did you know the song that Millie was playing in the talent show? Could you identify it by the keys? I mean, I'm sure kids could even recognise that. I couldn't recognise it. It was bad. I was like, what's she going to play? Like, I thought it would be like, um, you know, like Beverly Hills Cop or something. <laughs> yeah you know things that we all used to know how to play on a keyboard like because we learned them at school or whatever like on the school piano i thought it was she was going to play something like that it took me it was out of tune come on did you know what she was playing you didn't know what she was playing i was half paying attention but i knew it was a song like a song like a pop song Everyone was looking at her like she was um, Stevie Wonder, innit? <laughs> it was actually so funny. Would you go to a Millie concert? 
would you be like? Uh, nah, I need a bit more vibes. It was vibes, and it? it was like candle. Put your cat. Put your lighters up. <laughs> it was like depressing. A single lighter vibe. It wasn't. It wasn't a vibe. It was like the lighter won't even light up. That kind of a vibe. Like the lighter has no energy. <laughs> Um, anyway, that was, that was rude, Raj. No, it's all right. Uh, it's okay. Look, we should. I don't know. <laughs> There's not. It's honesty. That's it. It's honesty. She should have done something like an influencer thing, like outfit of the day or something. Just anything like that. Man, a keyboard's better. The keyboard. Yeah, if you can play it, it's better. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, we're gonna go now. Raj is gonna stop cussing the cast of Love Island. <laughs> What would your talent be then? What are you going to do? Go on. Um, I can play the harmonium. I can play the keyboard. I can play the keyboard. I can play Beverly Hills Cop on a keyboard. There we go. I could do stand-up comedy. I think that's like a hidden talent that I might have. I could have roasted someone. There we go. That wasn't a roast. Come on, man. If Priya was there, if Priya was there, I would have roasted Priya so bad. Roger's got a uh, vendetta against Priya. But... <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, I will add though, because I didn't add it before, the way the Brett thing was dealt with wasn't very nice. I will admit. You are you're not you're not our friend, mate. You're not you're not invited. You're not Raj's friend. Sit on but this if you want to come on the podcast and give us some advice, I don't want your advice. Health advice for the vaginas. <laughs> hey, what would your talent be, Hardy? What would my ta- dance? Oh yeah, dance, mate. Dance, hundred percent. TikTok dance. What would you dance Maybe to? Dance, what would you have danced to? Uh, Punjabi MC. Oh, I love it. Nate, which song? That was a lie. I hate that song. You know, he there's the one song. You know, we know what. Oh, about. I thought Punjabi you, MC has a lot of songs. I thought you were talking about you know. you know the album songs and that. But okay. Oh no, I was being really bait. Um, uh, okay, I'll do a dance potentially. Two woman. Let me be I a woman. Be a woman. Woman, woman, woman. What are you going to dance to? Yeah, there we go. I'll dance that. Nice. Shout out to Doja. If you haven't listened to our Doja Cat episode, search it up. It's out there. All right. We're actually going now. All right. We'll see you guys later. Love you. Thank you. Night.